Let me ask you, how many of you know or have gone through major stomach pain, been having gastrointestinal issues, inflammation, muscle pain, mood swings, irritability, and just not sure what's causing it? There's a high chance that you may also have leaky gut, which is increased intestinal permeability that leads to inflammation and your mental state is also associated with the type of food we eat. This is ultimately related to your digestive health. The digestive health also causes several diseases such as Crohn's, celiac, RAIBS, and so forth. And these are your autoimmune diseases. We have a fertility guide coach, Sujata Gopal Krishnan, who supports women struggling in their TTC, which is trying to conceive journeys by stabilizing their endocrine system, which is these are the glands that produce hormonal hormones that regulate such as your metabolism and re reproductive system. If you have hormonal imbalance, this may lead to infertility. Sue was diagnosed with PCOS in 2014 and started on her journey to find answers and conceive her first child. She suffered a miscarriage in 2016 and conceived her first child six months later, naturally. Her daughter, who's two and a half years old, reminds her every day of what women with such debilitating conditions can achieve with the right solutions. You may reach out to her after this talk on Facebook called PCOSTO Motherhood. Again, that's P-C-O-S-T-O-M-O-T-H-E-R-H-O-O-D. And you may also book a session with her. I will be speaking along with her to discuss the importance of taking healthy measures to balance the symptoms related to autoimmune. Having celiac disease, this topic is dear to me. Reach out on Facebook with me at Karmic Health Life, and you may also book a session to discuss how you can help mitigate struggles related to autoimmune. So let's listen in on two ladies discussing how autoimmune-related symptoms has impacted their lives and the steps they took to overcome the struggles. Hi, Sue. How are you? Hi, Rashmi. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for coming and discussing. You are a, let me just tell the audience, you're an amazing lady, full of strength. I'm just excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. So let's just dive in. So just give us a bit of feedback on our audience, who you are and how the autoimmune disease related symptoms has affected your PCOS and what just in a high level, what that meant to you. Yeah, sure. Uh, Rashmi, I am a fertility health coach uh, and I guide women with PCOS uh, in their journey uh, with conceiving their uh, first child or second child, whatever stage they are at. Uh, uh, and I, uh, only, uh, I run a company called PCOS to Motherhood. Um, I uh, was diagnosed in 2014 and um, when it comes to PCOS, uh, it is it, it is a condition which has uh, uh, an impact on your whole body, and uh, the the immune system is no exception. So uh, you have uh, certain symptoms that is related to uh, uh, autoimmune conditions, uh, and um, I I did have 
struggles. For example, if you're talking about weight gain, uh, one of the major mm. issues is you, you, you have weight gain and you're not able to lose it because of the hormonal imbalance um, and uh, uh, many other symptoms which uh, affected me. Uh, and it, it, it is similar to autoimmune diseases uh, in that respect that there is no research uh, being done on this condition. Uh, there is no cure. Uh, it, is a, it, is, it is a condition that can only be managed uh, like autoimmune diseases. Yes. Um, and uh, in the long term, it can lead to severe complications and long term uh, other conditions like diabetes, uh, ovarian cancer high blood pressure, cardiovascular diseases. Um, uh, and that's, uh, again, that could be life-threatening, uh, similar to how autoimmune diseases uh, and autoimmune conditions can make you may make your condition worse and uh, you can um, potentially deteriorate uh, over time. Uh, it has many parallels in that respect that uh, PCOS uh, also does not get much attention in the media mm -hmm. either. Not everybody uh, uh, wants to look at a condition which affects only half of the world's population. And uh, by definition, it's only the women who are affected. And part mm -hmm. of the, even if it is 10 out of, uh, one out of 10 women, it, it, the numbers are high, but it's still only half of the world's population. So people don't think it warrants that much attention, which is really sad because it, it is the future of fertility and future of childbearing that we're talking about over here. Oh. But that being said, uh, yes, these symptoms uh, are very, very hard to overcome. And as you might know, because you have also had an autoimmune condition, it can be severely paralyzing and um, yes, uh, sure. mm -hmm. affect your lifestyle a lot. Yes. I, and I think that's where a lot of these similarities tend to be such as the weight gain, uh, the fatigue, and just overall your mental stability. I've, I used to go through a lot of irrit irritation and mood swings, and I thought seriously there was something wrong without at that point understanding what celiac disease was. And at times I'm really hypey and elevated. The other times I just feel like I just wanna go and cry somewhere. So yeah. all these, you know, it really has a deep impact on your mental state, along with your, like you said, your physical ability, your weight gain. And all this is related to the type of food as well, what you are taking on. When, and one of the important things that, and we'll talk about food in a bit, one of the things that you did mention, autoimmune or PCOS and other related diseases are not as broadly recognized or researched just because there are 50 million people suffering from the disease and of that 78 percent like you're saying are women yes so we yes, need yes. to eventually we need to start taking action to help and guide the women that they're not alone and we need to do further research and learn how to take care of our bodies mitigate the issues as you said it's not curable but it can be maintained that's right when we talk about autoimmune autoimmune diseases or any of these other symptoms 
such as Hashimoto is a big thing or the diabetes one. People don't realize that, you know, diabetes is related to these autoimmune disease related symptoms. So we just need to work on working with our body inside out. Yeah. Um, Officially, even though PCOS and diabetes is not uh, categorized uh, clearly as an autoimmune disease, the biggest commonality is that it is your own body uh, that's attacking that it's not a virus or a bacteria it's your own yeah. body either attacking you with right. autoimmune disease it's attacking you or mm-hmm. the other scenario is not functioning as it should for example with diabetes the pancreas is not functioning as it should uh which is the most common example i can give of that scenario absolutely and it's all based upon your ju- digestive health that's so right. that's where we will deep dive in a bit what to do to help your lining of the gut, how okay. to help your digestive health. Now, let's talk about self-care. Mm-hmm. When we have these type of conditions, as you mentioned, the digestive health, the things like nausea, weight gain, stomach pain, fatigue, mood swings, all these, how do we start taking care of ourselves is extremely important. What are some of the things that you have done with PCOS to help you? Look, the, the first thing that gets pushed uh, to the back I've seen is with when it comes to self-care is your own mental health. Uh, there is a saying that it is when you can uh, never feel you it's when you when you feel you cannot take time out for yourself that you most need the time out so uh you need to assess your mental situation be aware of uh how you're going um i was recently listening to a a, a lecture uh with an ayurvedic doctor and uh what he mentioned is your body's uh signaling of something going wrong with your hormones or any other uh, gland or other uh, system is first starting with how you feel in your mind, in your mental uh, state. It, it first affects you in the uh, in your thoughts. So you, if you start feeling low, if you start feeling mentally uh, unstable a little bit in terms of, oh, I'm feeling happy and I'm feeling low, uh, yo-yoing between the moods and uh, getting irritable. So that actually is there's something there is something there. And scientifically, it's proven that when you don't have enough vitamin D, when you don't have enough progesterone, a lot of those things affect your moods. So uh, these are things which are definitely something that you need to be aware of, pay attention to your mental health and take some time out for yourself when you need. So that's something I had to learn to do when I was in that uh, situation. So what I used to do is I used to take some time out in terms of whether it's a meditation, five minute meditation, 10 minute meditation before I start my day, Uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, an hour or two to myself uh, uh, in a week uh, or even more often if I need that uh, and uh, probably do something that you love, uh, find the people who support you and meet them up. So these are three or four things that I made it a, made a point of trying to follow. I catch up with a friend for a cup of coffee and 
when I say friend, it is I, I, I can I know a lot of people will relate to, relate to me when they say it's not the quantity, it's the quality. Oh, so if you have one friend who supports you uh, and uh, understands you, there's no judgment there. Hang on to that. Use that uh, support system and take some time out for yourself to meet them because a person is not an island. They need to socialize. And that's what with the social media, I think that's become even lesser than more. Absolutely. And Sue, you hit the points perfectly when it comes to the self-care. You yourself need to be taken care of and giving yourself ample time is extremely important. As you said, giving your me time, I tend to do that in the evenings, you know, for one hour just with myself, whether I'm watching TV or reading a book or just even meditating. It just helps me to relax and be calm before I go to bed. And because before you are not able to give yourself some relaxation time, your sleep gets affected. And if your sleep gets affected, then that's when you start having these impacts to your mood and hormonal imbalance. So self-care from sleep, self-care from giving yourself support, yourself. And one of the biggest things that I resonate with you is social support. You need someone you can just talk to and who understands you and build that social support whenever you need that. Just because that person understands you and they understand what ailments you're going through. I agree with you when it comes to the meditation, whether it's, you know, even if you're not able to meditate, you know, this is not a session where I would say that's the only thing you can do. There's things like yoga or deep breathing or tapping. There's so many ways to help yourself to just relax and yes. remove that pain. Yeah. Uh, Meditation is something that works for some, but, and what works for you, you can find that. Uh, especially like I agree with what you said about doing uh, a little bit of a meditation before going to sleep, because that's something I notice a lot of women with PCOS have this thing called tired but wired. <laughs> so uh, you can't go to sleep and you need to wind down at the end of the day. So uh, absolutely what you mentioned about your practicing, you practicing meditation before going to sleep was perfect. Uh, I think that's the point. Thank you. And the other thing that I do want to give people suggestions are essential oils, right? I'm a big believer in it. I I'm always having that on just to purify the air or, you know, they, they are mood enhancers and mood boosters as well, help you to relieve certain stress in yes. your life. So I think if you just have it, whether diffuse it in the air or just have it inhale a little bit or just put it on your body topically, these are essential oils are actually just amazing remedy to keep you calm and give you that stress relief that you're looking for. Yes, I use essential oil as a big part of my uh, healing process with uh, women who are trying to conceive. Uh, uh, there are specific essential oils which supports and boosts fertility, like geranium and uh, lavender. Mm -hmm. uh, and there is uh, rosemary, which helps uh, reduce androgen excess. So you don't, you stop losing hair. Uh, there is so much, you know, it, it, there's so much in nature. We just know scientifically that sun has is the source of vitamin D. So we mm -hmm. actually 
uh, agree with you know sunshine being something that we need but we haven't actually reached that stage where we can talk about other things in nature which actually benefit us but in practice it's been done for years before we actually uh, got uh, you know uh, into the modern medic medicine uh world we had a lot of uh, natural things that supported uh, women women's fertility or basically uh, I, uh most of the uh things that were used to heal the uh, people were based in nature absolutely and if you know if the audience wants to get more details on what some of these essential oils are definitely reach out i can definitely provide you some of these essentials, what they help you with and what symptoms they may help you with. Now let's let's talk about, we discussed a bit about your mental state and emotional health. What do you have to say when it comes to helping you to mitigate certain issues when you have autoimmune related symptoms? One of the biggest uh, pain points I feel every everybody has these days is not remembering to hydrate. Uh, we talk about self-care, mental health, emotional health, physical health, taking time out for yourself. And of course, we will talk about food, but hydration is what helps uh, flush out the toxins. Hydration is what helps uh, the blood move the nutrients and the oxygen uh, and everything to uh, the different parts of the body. So if you don't have hydration, there is less circulation. Uh, if you go for a blood test without drinking enough water, the, the lab assistant will tell you, I'm not able to draw blood. You, mm -hmm. I'm not getting any blood because you haven't dr uh, drank enough water. Right. So drinking water uh, and through hydration, while you're hydrating yourself, you can also... Uh, medicate yourself or heal yourself by uh, using the right herbs and uh, uh, using the right uh, food with hydration. Uh, there are lots of foods that support hydration. So we can talk about that when we come to food, but uh, keep a reminder on the phone. That's something I used to do as a practice to remember to drink water. Uh, and uh, the other thing is, carry it you, you can have a customized mug you can have a customized glass bottle whatever it is that um keeps you motivated to drink uh more water uh and that is something that uh is very crucial to your healing process just like sleep is perfect and i couldn't agree with you more you summarized it quite well and having you said that when it comes to certain foods that we need to look at to help with our emotional and mental health let's let's just talk about it because i i think that's something that many people understand that they have to eat healthy but when it comes to the to these symptoms you really do need to focus on what you take in your body just because of the leaky gut issues you may have or the ability to fight these bacteria and viruses that are attacking you nonstop, you need to work on healing your inner lining and your digestion has to become stronger. So let's, let's just deep dive on foods, for example, that we can eliminate that from our daily habits. Definitely. Um, so there, there are... Uh, uh, a lot of things that you can do to improve 
the condition, whatever condition it is. It's, spe it's specific to each condition, for example, with celiac, you avoid gluten. But obviously, other than the more obvious uh, uh, things that you eliminate, there are some foods that are considered inflammatory uh, and uh, high toxic levels uh, compared to some other foods. So we, we need to look at some of those and see how that can help. Uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all answer, but see how you go by eliminating certain foods and uh, seeing if there is a, a difference in your condition. For example, if it's uh, with PCOS, I noticed I had a big difference in in uh, my my symptoms. Uh, there was a reduction in my symptoms, and I felt much better when I did not have dairy. So, I, and when I say dairy, I was very specific enough to first eliminate milk, eliminate uh, yogurt then, and then cheese. But uh, just eliminating milk kind of reduced a lot of my symptoms. Yogurt and cheese did not have much of a difference, but I already felt a lot of improvement without milk. So I stopped milk and I started consuming uh, yogurt and cheese in moderation. So it is a, it is a learning process. And you see if, if sometimes when you uh, eliminate something completely, it might actually be detrimental for your nutritional uh, needs. So you need to be cautious uh, when you practice it uh, uh, and see how you and be very aware of how you feel when you don't have that food. So uh, when it comes to foods to eliminate in, 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 in a just in my uh, in a very broad manner, I would say dairy. It's not just for people with PCOS for people without PCOS so that they don't end up with some hormonal imbalance. Uh, and that I only mention that because of the agricultural practices. They're not very safe to consume uh, in high quantity with all the estrogen, estrogenic content. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, one is dairy, the other is gluten. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, gluten has lots of gut and intestinal issues it will definitely affect your absorption of nutrients uh, so gluten is a big biggie there to eliminate uh, and third is red meat uh, right and, and and on top of all of these lists without saying I, uh, something i shouldn't conclude this is sugar so processed sugar uh, is something that i would uh, rule out completely. completely. Uh, you can have natural sugars like dates and honey and banana and whatever, but uh, white sugar is something that I, uh, I would suggest <laughs> just doing away with because we don't need it anymore. Yes. We get energy from fresh uh, produce anyway. So that's, that, that's my list for four things uh, sugar, dairy, gluten, and uh, red meat. Oh, definitely. I. My goodness, I think you really nailed it when it comes to the elimination. If we just focus on these things and, you know, when we talk about these types of food, for example, I have celiac. So all these four food groups also impacts us. So that's why we keep referring to the autoimmune related symptoms because they are in uh, under the umbrella. They really affect you in terms of what you take on. For example, I... I used to have, and I didn't realize I would eat corn and right after that, I would start having pain. And I, you know, years back, I didn't associate that corn was affecting me. And 
I didn't know what to do. So I would double up in pain, lie down in the couch and just, you know, just scream and cry because I didn't understand how severely it affected me. Now, we can say that eliminating certain foods that trigger you, such as for me, corn or in dairy and so forth, it really helps you to understand, yes, this is affecting my body. This is the food that's causing me certain illnesses. That's what I think we are talking about when we say elimination of the food triggers. Whenever you immediately you feel sick, try to remove it out of your body for about three to five days just to see how you feel after the fact. Gluten you mentioned, uh, such as the wheat, barley, and rye, they are extremely highly inflammatory. <laughs> and that is one of the reasons that causes the leaky gut. For folks like you and I, we are going to have to just work on taking on gluten-free food that helps heal our inner lining. And you know what? Overall, I would say anyone who has somewhat of baseline symptoms, gluten is a great area that you can eliminate. Thankfully, we do have gluten-free options. In That's the, right. So it's, it's not something that you are unable to live without. Sugar, as you mentioned, is great, you know, having 100% pure honey. Oh, I love it. And so th these are things that you can, I personally love my tea in the morning. I don't have sugar. Yeah. So honestly, you're, exactly. You don't really need sugar yeah. to have a healthy and sweetful life, <laughs> per yeah. se. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if you do have to have sweets, there's so many natural substitutes, stevia. Oh agave nectar uh there's coconut sugar which is low gi yes uh, and uh, some people say brown and palm sugar are okay but i never went to to the jaggery sorry jaggery is really good as well yes yes jaggery is definitely a good uh, source and it has got a uh, some properties that uh, basically is good for your blood uh, uh the iron levels definitely uh, so definitely i agree I think so, you know, options and especially when we go through hormonal imbalances and so forth or during our menstrual cycle, eating dark chocolate, for example, because we do crave, right? Yes. We, we crave these sweets. I sure do. So grab a dark chocolate or cocoa. And these are things like you can have alternative options to overcoming your desire for sweetness. Yeah. And let's see, I think you mentioned about meat. So red meat is, I know a lot of us love our steaks and beef and whatnot. Yes. But yes. There are other options, like Definitely. white meat. So if you're talking about nutritional needs, mm -hmm. uh, if somebody claims to, oh, I don't get my protein from plants, what do I do? Uh, there, there is absolutely no reason to say that because there are plenty of protein sources from plant-based foods like uh, buckwheat is 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 the exact same uh yeah. protein uh the uh, amino acid chain is completely the same there's nothing missing there mm. uh similar to red meat uh and then we have quinoa which is also a good source um we have uh amaranth and so many other uh, ancient foods food grains which we have forgotten about teff 
uh, what we call ragi or teff uh, is, is a great source of uh, protein as well. So yeah. we have plenty of sources, plant sources for protein and uh, red meat. Again, it's the agricultural practices uh, that is making it heavily um, uh, damaging for the body in terms of hormones, especially if you're putting it on a, a barbecue and char grilling it, it's also carcinogenic. So um, it's a it, it's proven research that it's not good to have burnt meat. So absolutely, and I, I I think having vegetarian options is not a bad idea. However, I just wanted to let the audience know you can have white meat, you can have poultry, you can have eggs, you may have salmon. So these are great alternatives to beefs and to red meat if you love you know if you want to be a non-vegetarian and if you love your meat these are great options let's talk about foods that heal us we yes. mentioned things that we have we need to avoid and sort of have the elimination diet and plan what about foods that heal us what what are some of the things that you have taken on in your situation you know, Rashmi, it's so miraculous that when you when I went looking for solution, a whole world of, of uh, solutions opened up to me. It has it was it it's whether it's herbs, fruits, vegetables, uh, or grains, you know, or seeds and nuts and berries. There were so many that I could actually uh, replace or uh, use in place of all those things that we talked about eliminating. So um, berries, nuts, and seeds, big time ignored, but very uh, very much a healthy snack, you know, instead of going for the chips, because snacking is a big issue these days. So foods that heal, berries, nuts, seeds, uh, fruits. Uh, so uh, if you wanna snack on something sweet, go for dark chocolate, fruits. Um, in, in terms of, some other things that actually heal, uh, we have things like uh, ginger, uh, fenugreek, cinnamon, um, uh, cumin, fennel, so lots of herbs. Uh, they, they actually do a lot to clear out toxins from your system. So they, they are very good uh, when consumed on a regular basis as a concoction. So um, I also do infusions. Uh, so when I was talking about hydration, I mentioned uh, that we can do certain things with your water to make it taste better, incentivize you to have it, as well as make sure that it has uh, some health benefits for you. So infusions are just that. If I store some water overnight with some cucumber and mint, uh, that's an infusion. Uh, if I use watermelon uh, and um, strawberries in one, it is an infusion. Uh, and I use watermelon uh, with a lot of my uh, clients because watermelon has uh, fertility boosting properties. It is a natural uh, libido booster as well, mm. uh, especially the white rind. Uh, if you juice it up with the ripe parts, it's absolutely an amazing uh, concoction for uh, uh, boosting uh, sex drive. So it's it's a it, it, there are lots of things available foods when it comes to foods that heal uh, and i'm sure uh, you've had experiences with foods that has uh, helped you as well uh, rashmi absolutely and i think you've touched more on most of them so <laughs> you're amazing i love it you mentioned about the seeds which is great to take on in your in your life and then the what 
What about the fats and oils such as, you know, extra virgin olive oil? That's a great alternative to just normal vegetable oils, avocado oil, coconut oil. These are like my go-tos that I use on a daily basis. And if you are, and I, I think having condiments is a wonderful idea, you know, to add the flavor and seasoning to your food. That's, that's always acceptable. So go with things that actually are healthy for you and they do exist. I, for example, MCT is a high metabolism. It increases your metabolism. So I tend to use that in my dressings for a salad. Fruits, as you mentioned, are great. Nuts are great, such as your walnuts and almonds, my go-tos. I can't live without my beans. You know, I need my... <laughs> I need my lentils every other day. So, which again, goes back to what you mentioned, their protein. high in protein, exactly. So these are great options and uh, teas. I don't know if you are into the green oh, yes. herbal tea. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I haven't even touched upon that world of herbs. I, uh, I even have teas to induce ovulation. Uh, oh. Stinging nettle is supposed to do that. There's yeah. a spearmint, which is actually great to reduce testosterone levels. Uh, spearmint is delicious as well. And then there's, of course, our chamomile tea, which is a, a de-stressor and calming mm -hmm. uh, one, especially if you have insomnia, if you need to get to sleep. Uh, and um, saw palmetto, ginseng, ashwagandha, there's so Absolutely. many. I've got a stash over there and every day <laughs> I'm just going and ransacking the place. What am I going to have today? <laughs> so, <laughs> And it's, it's actually, we laugh about it, but it's so good for you. Yes, and, and then it, you, it kind of gives you alternative option to the creamers in your tea or the creamers in your coffee. If you must have, for example, if you must have coffee, I wanted to touch base, you can have black tea. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with it. Uh, sorry, black coffee, because there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And uh, so there's just few simple steps of how to improve mm -hmm. what you're taking on a daily basis helps. I think we mentioned already about the herbs. So yes. adding, you know, cilantro. Oh, gosh, I can't live without my cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yep, yep. Cilantro is, is a very, very versatile herb, and it's got fantastic benefits um and uh, it's very close to my heart uh because the combination of celery and cilantro mm. is something that i i have tried a quite a few times uh did you know celery is the only food that is a negative calorie food which means the body actually uses up calories to digest celery amazing amazing so, Yes, that's that's one of the greatest things. I uh, and that's also goes uh, into my infusions. Uh, sometimes it's celery and watermelon, oh. uh, so it's really yummy. And thank you for sharing that about the watermelon and celery. I think the audience will definitely try it out now. <laughs> so thank <laughs> you for that. Uh, I think uh, we've pretty much covered in terms of the foods that heal. I just wanted to touch base a little bit further on which we discussed a little throughout our talks today are on your vitamins and supplements. Yes. These are wonderful to balance out your nu nutrition deficiencies that you may have because there are times where 
for example, myself, I do lack vitamin B12 and I do have deficiency in vitamin D. And there are times no matter what I eat, it's still not going to make me come to a certain level when it comes to the deficiencies I do have. So that's where vitamins and supplements come into play. They are what they are, supplements. One of the good takeaway with that is do not try to use supplements and vitamins instead of having good nutritional habits. So I, I really want to stress that. That is, that is absolutely correct. You can't replace food and nutrition uh, with supplements. Supplements are just supplements. Absolutely. And the, for example, when it comes to your body and with these health-related symptoms, the vitamin Bs really helps you to boost your energy and helps you to stabilize your mood, right? Yeah. Some of the things that I also take, and please let me know if, the, if there are other ones, such as magnesium, vitamin c zinc goodness so many and of course selenium is out there that but while my go-to are prebiotics and probiotics i honestly cannot live without it because it's it's is the powerhouse to repairing your leaky gut and the moment i see i'm without my probiotics for a week i'm done i i just feel my worst at that moment so I highly suggest taking your prebiotics and probiotics and your digestive enzymes to help you repair your leaky guts and so forth. Do you have any other suggestions? With uh, with supplements, when it comes to uh, fertility, selenium is an important one. But mm-hmm. you can repl- you can uh, supplement that, of course. But you you shouldn't have more than a certain amount uh, on a uh, on a particular exactly. uh, day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you get that through your nutrition, for example, if you have oysters or even watermelon, mm-hmm. uh, a certain amount of those two foods can give you enough selenium for the day. You don't need to take supplements. Uh, but zinc and magnesium. Uh, magnesium is also known to help stabilize and process sugar better. Mm. So one of the best supplements for people with diabetes or PCOS is uh, magnesium because uh, usually they're deficient in that as well, if you check for it. Uh, So I suggest that people use uh, magnesium in baths. Uh, Mm -hmm. It also helps with muscle. Uh, Women lose uh, muscle mass as they age, so that's very good as well. And you can actually internally have magnesium as well. So that's just a practice how you can incorporate uh, magnesium in your daily life. Mm -hmm. Um, The other supplement is is vitamin D. I want to touch upon that, uh, emphasize on that, because it's not just any vitamin. It it is a vitamin that helps you uh, with metabolism, bone density, with your mental health, uh, with memory, uh, so uh, and, and and so many other things which we're not even aware of. And when you're taking vitamin D, in order for your body to process vitamin D correctly, you need to have healthy fats. Either have fish oil supplements, uh, or have healthy fats like egg yolk and avocado. A lot of people go on a diet, fat-free diet which is absolutely wrong, wrong. (laughs) starving your body of essential nutrients, healthy fats. They need to produce those hormones. Absolutely. And these are all important for your body and the carbs, the proteins, the, the fats, all of them are extremely important for your digestive health. You can have 
healthy mm-hmm. fats, you can have healthy carbs, and you definitely can have healthy proteins. So mm-hmm. that's important takeaway. I think we mentioned about uh, the herbals, such as uh, which I take just to touch on that. I love my aloe vera mm-hmm. uh, for the herbal medicine. I love so turmeric is mm-hmm. great yes. for your it's an anti-healing yeah. alternative. And then there I don't take this, but it's one of the good ones, which is the slippery elm and the chamomile. Chamomile in my tea is amazing. So these are great herbal medicine in terms of protecting your digestive lining and your digestive health. Uh, is there any other ones that you may be able to help us out with? With digest digestive health and uh, and uh, uh, you know a lot of people talk about bloating and you know mm-hmm. water retention. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the weight is water retention. So uh, getting that out of your system is something that certain herbs can help you with. Okay. Uh, one of the biggest one is ginger. Both the 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 ordinary ginger and the dry ginger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and uh, having them consuming them uh, on a daily basis on an empty stomach for a period of 48 days mm-hmm. is actually fantastic uh, uh, it's 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 established in the science of ayurveda that mm-hmm. uh, they actually use that to get detoxification along with certain other herbs mm-hmm. uh, but it's a practice uh, morning noon and night after before certain meals and after certain meals you have three different herbs that one two of them help detox and the third one helps you push it out of your system absolutely so uh, there there are certain practices that are that are done in in uh, ayurveda to to help your body uh, remove toxins from your body uh, and when it comes to bloating and the indigestion issues uh, a simple thing that i do at home i boil my water to drink uh and in that i add cumin and mm. carrot mm. Amazing. Cumin and carrot seeds and that's 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 what i drink throughout the day when i'm not having one of my fancy concoctions <laughs> <laughs> this is my staple because they this is what they do at home back home in kerala where i'm mm. from mm-hmm. they boil water to drink and they put these two spices uh herbs in there and uh, it's really delicious as well Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps the digestion. It reduces bloating, uh, and uh, it really helps supports your body's needs when it comes to hydration as well. Wow, beautiful! Love it, love it. Thank you so much on that. I think it, this was a valuable lesson for our audience and listeners, and they had a lot to chew on and a lot to take away from today's talk. And yep. I really appreciate you giving us a lot of insight on it and. Uh, a wonderful knowledge and feedback. Thank you. So basically, in order to live a wonderful, stable, balanced life, when it comes to these type of related symptoms, it's important what you do overall, such as the self-care, um, the food, the water, as you mentioned, what you need to eliminate. Because these things, if you bring it into your daily life, And eventually through practice, you wouldn't want to have it any other way. And your body will thank you and it will work with you, not against you. Yes. So what are your takeaways from today as for the toxic-free lifestyle and maintaining your healthy balance? Look, just be aware of what you're what you're using, what you're surrounding yourself with, whether it's plastic or your toiletries or your cosmetics or your perfume, they all have 
toxins. Oh, so yes. in, in today's world, uh, in today's age, in age of the internet, it's easy to find alternate solutions, whether it's uh, DIYs, you want to do it at home, your facial mm -hmm. uh, moisturizer or whatever, if you want to do it at home with your essential oils play a big role in that. Uh, and with, or if you want to uh, buy something that is organic, uh, definitely do some research and look at the ingredients list. If you see anything that is very uh, hazy, like just fragrance, please don't buy that. But if you see all the ingredients are very clear cut and it's all organic, uh, products such as, uh, you know, what we can see in the market these days uh, as vegan, cruelty-free, mm -hmm. uh, organic, most of the times they're very safe to use. So uh, take charge of what is what is around you, what is going inside you, what is going on your skin, so that you do not, whatever good that you do by in, incorporating the healthy lifestyle of eating well, sleeping well, uh, reducing stress, hydrating, they should not be uh, undone with thing, the external factors that we are exposed to on a daily basis. So, uh, and be aware of what it is that you're exposed to every day. That is a big, big uh, step towards making sure that what you do actually gives you results. Absolutely, thank you for that. And just uh, another quick point that I wanted to make is on antibiotics, right? We, if we start taking care of our health, and lessening the need per se, or the overuse of antibiotics, it really works with us, not against us, because antibiotics actually has side effects and they can hurt your gut lining and your immune system. So just be careful on Absolutely. popping a Tylenol or popping ibuprofen or just taking things that you may actually not need to help alleviate these symptoms and pain. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, I, I really agree with you on that. Uh, recently, I've been reading up a lot on this because I wanted to find a safe way to get my daughter healthy. And uh, she she was prone to a lot of uh, cold mm -hmm. uh, and for weeks. And then the doctors would obviously give her antibiotics. And she's just one and a half, two years old when this is happening. Mm -hmm. And I had to find a natural solution because what is antibiotics, but they're going to be, they're going to be killing away even the healthy bacteria. They're not partial. They're not going to be choosing which bacteria to kill. Uh, so we didn't want that happening. So, and we see that it's, they get exposed to these uh, medications at, uh, at a younger and younger age as we proceed with uh, medical uh, advancements um, uh, as 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 uh, Rashmi has so rightly said there are uh, ways to do this uh, and so you can research some of that before blindly taking pills thank you and I think uh, we've summarized pretty well in terms of how to live your healthy best because as you mentioned, toxins are everywhere. The food, the soil, the water, air. It's just understanding what's around you and how you can overcome these certain issues such as the pesticides and preservatives in your food and just by eating the right type of food. And it's a great step. And of course, as we discussed, hydration is important and sleep is important. Exercise is important. Try to 
incorporate these in your daily lifestyle and you'll see a great wealth of change. And if you still need support, which is, it doesn't hurt. And I always believe in mentorship and guidance and coaches being a coach myself. I still, I'm always surrounded by my mentors and coaches. It's important to reach out and get a complete idea of how you need to have your meal plan, how to live and what are the steps you need to take. So you can reach out to Sue at PCOS to motherhood on Facebook or myself, Karmic Health Life. And I really want to thank you today, Sue, for giving us such valuable insight to a better living, healthy lifestyle. And I, I could not have asked for anyone better than you to be on our talk today. It was my pleasure. <laughs> it was my pleasure. Honestly, I couldn't have, I enjoyed our talk and I was very uh, lucky to have you as a host. Well, thank you. Thank you. And we'll do many more from here. And thank you to the listeners for joining us today and wishing you luck and safety and wonderful health in your livelihood. Please reach out to us whenever you like. Love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.